A native of La Paz, Bolivia, Marcelo Claure graduated from Bentley College in Waltham, Massachusetts in 1993 with a degree in economics. His first job afterward was with the Bolivian Football Federation. A year later, the Bolivian national soccer team landed a spot in the World Cup, and Claure, back in Massachusetts, landed a partial stake in USA Wireless, which he built into a leading wireless retailer in New England. Three years later, he struck out on his own and founded Brightstar, a Miami-based cell phone distributor specializing in the Latin American market. By 2013, it was the 55th largest private company in the United States. Then the Japanese telecommunications company SoftBank took a majority stake in Brightstar, and SoftBank's founder, Masayoshi Son, installed Claure as CEO of another one of his properties, Sprint. In November, Claure spoke to Foreign Affairs Deputy Managing Editor Stuart Reed at Sprint's headquarters in Overland Park, Kansas. You got one of your first jobs through a chance meeting on an airplane. I was flying back down to Bolivia, just like any other Bolivian student who went to school in the U.S. who's not allowed to stay. On the plane, I met the newly elected president of the Bolivian Football Federation, and we hit it off. He told me about his project of wanting to take Bolivia to the World Cup, and by the end of the trip, he had offered me a job. It was the lowest-paying job I would get, but it exposed me to a world that very few other people ever have a chance to see. Going to the World Cup was the biggest entrepreneurial dream that Bolivia has ever had. It was like starting a business from scratch and making it the biggest business in history. And we opened the World Cup back in 1994 in Soldier Field. People always say, hey, Marcelo got lucky. The way I look at it is that entrepreneurs have a higher return on luck than anybody else. Because we all have this lucky moment in life. It's whether you know how to leverage and take advantage of it. How did you get into the mobile business? I saw very little opportunity in my country, so I came back here. I was dating the woman who became my first wife, and I wanted to be back in Boston where I went to school. I went to apply for a job at Merrill Lynch, and I told the interviewer the whole story about the World Cup, and he said, You have to meet my boss. Give me your cell phone number. I didn't have one, so I said, It's in my car. I'll call you on it from there. So then I went with a friend to find a cell phone store. The first one we went to was closed, so we went to another one. We passed the store. You're not allowed to reverse on a highway, but I told my friend, please reverse. I met the owner, and he told me that he was tired of being in the business, and he invited me to buy in. I didn't have much money, so I gave him all I had and got him to finance me for the rest. He had two stores, one on Route 9 and another on Newbury Street. He handed me the keys and said, After your story with the World Cup team, you can probably do a better job than me running this. So, a few weeks after arriving back in the U.S., I was a proud owner of my own little business. What did you do that was different from what he did? A lot of things. I figured out that if you had only two stores— you were pretty much irrelevant. I realized that if I wanted to grow, 
I would have to open 100 or 200 stores, which would have been very difficult. When I was in college, Domino's Pizza claimed, order a pizza and we'll deliver within 30 minutes or it's free. So I put in a 1-800 line and took out a full-page ad in the Boston Herald offering to deliver phones for free.